Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. China Perspective. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. Elliot Dank, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian with you. We're going to turn our attention to headlines out of China right now. In particular, Tim, we're talking about uh, the U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen visiting China. Of course, that's the biggest news of the week. Dr. Oi Sun, senior fellow from Singapore Institute of International Affairs, is joining us now for a better understanding of what's been happening in China. Dr. O, good afternoon. Good afternoon to all of you, indeed. So, Dr. Janet Yellen, the U.S. Uh, Treasury Secretary, concluded her visit uh, on Sunday to China. What was achieved? Well, substantive-wise, uh, frankly speaking, not much. But uh, she met, uh, I think, a whole slate of uh, very senior Chinese economically related officials, ranging from her counterpart, uh, namely the finance minister, who uh, vice premiers who are in charge of uh, economy and finance, the premier himself or prime minister himself, and all these meetings uh, ran into a few hours. So there must have been something that have been discussed. But uh, if you read the press uh, releases on both sides, it's simply they re-establish contacts. Uh, they will have channels for communications and so on. But you don't really see. Some sort of substantive parts are coming out here. So, if we were to ask a question on whether or not the relationship has somewhat mended, I think there's still some road to go. What's your opinion on this? Well, somewhat because I think the Chinese side they were very uh, insistent upon the U.S. cancelling some of these uh, sanctions against Chinese products and even Chinese officials. The American part, uh, from their perspective, uh, accused the Chinese of, for example, rounding up some foreign uh, business persons, unfair treatments of foreign businesses, and so on. So both sides still have their, shall we say, quite strong grievances, and it didn't seem like uh, this trip ameliorated uh, those concerns here. Mm. Okay,、uh, doctor. There's also confusion over the role of Pan Gongsheng during Janet Yellen's、uh, visit, and of course, Mr. Mr. Would be Mr. Pan, right? Mr. Pan was appointed as the new Communist Party chief of、uh, the People's Bank of China. So, what is this confusion all about? Well, I think it's like this.、Uh, traditionally, if you look at the executive ministries or departments of China, you have, for example, a minister, or in this case,、uh, for example, the president of the Bank of China, and then you have、uh, another figure called the party secretary. But that post is usually held by one of the vice ministers. But、uh, in recent months, you would see that China, I think, is、uh, embarking upon concentration of power in the hands of the party, and of course, in the hands of、uh, President Xi Jinping. And because of that, there might be a transformation such that the party secretary. Of、uh, ministry, or in this case of the Bank of China, will now be the number one most powerful person、uh, in the bank instead of traditionally the president. Yeah. All right,、uh, Doctor O. Chinese President Xi Jinping was supposedly personally warned, in fact, warning his、uh, Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin against using nuclear weapons in Ukraine. I think first things first. How true is the potential of these reports? The Kremlin, it seems, has denied it.、Um, have you heard anything with regard to how China has reacted to these claims? 
Well, I think this has been circulated for quite a few months. In fact, uh, mm. I think back in, uh, let's say, April, I heard about such things that the Chinese side advised the Russian side not to use uh, nuclear weapons and so on. But of course, if those advice rendered, it will be in private, right? And uh, on the surface, both sides would deny it. So we don't know at this point here. Yeah. What role, though, in a global scale of it, uh, Doctor, does China have to play in this conflict uh, between Russia, Ukraine, the West, and what is the end game? What would be the preferable end game for, for China? Well, I think by now, I think all sides, uh, Russia, the U.S., China, Ukraine, and so on, I think ending the war in some form, hopefully uh, in a form which is beneficial to you know, either of these sides, I think that would be the most desired outcome. Mm. But of course, uh, what is desire from your perspective may not be desire from my perspective, right? <laughs> and that is the sticking point. And I think China has been very intent upon, you know, becoming the mediator and so on, mm -hmm. such that it could uh, sort of strengthen and cement its role as one of the big uh, players on the international stage. And that's why it is very proactively trying to broker some peace deal between Russia and uh, Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, to, to sort of expand on your last point, Dr. O, huh? this does mean that Vladimir Putin would be very careful about making some kind of a wrong move because to most of society's understanding, there is some kind of alliance between uh, China and Russia, some form of an understanding or alliance. Oh, yeah. I mean, they are so-called comprehensive strategic partners, yeah. I mean, mm. outside of the Ukrainian war. So, I mean, people would expect that China would have much higher level of influence over Russia and, and so on. But it would appear that, well, in this case, Russia really has its own mind and it is prosecuting the war uh, quite vigorously still. Yeah. So, so let's just say... President Xi Jinping will be able to convince Russia to bend a little bit for mm. concessions. Will he be able to convince the NATO side on this one? Well, as I said, I think all sides are trying to end the war sooner. But, uh, you know, at least you need to keep your face, right? You need mm, to have exactly. face-saving uh -huh. measures and so on. So if uh, there are concessions on all sides and not just one-sided concessions, I think it is possible, yeah. Mm. All right, uh, Dr. Oh, uh, just another issue to talk about, which is uh, China and the Solomon Islands announcing a comprehensive strategic partnership. Could you share with us some details of this partnership? What do we know so far? Oh, well, the, the details uh, is uh, indeed the devil <laughs> because there are a lot of economic cooperation sort of items in the comprehensive uh, agreement. But I think what is of concern to, uh, in particular, Australia and perhaps the rest of the West is uh, there's some sort of so-called policing cooperation agreement. So I think Australia is very keen to know what exactly does that mean. Does that mean China would be uh, sending some police officers to the Solomon Islands to mm. perhaps train the, their Solomon counterparts? Or is it there will be police presence in Solomon Islands? And, and that would have, of course, regional strategic implications mm -hmm. because Australia, for example, they always consider the South Pacific to be their uh, backyard mm -hmm. here. All right, uh, Doctor. Thank you very much for uh, shedding some light on what's happening in China from the China perspective. Dr. O. E. Sun, a senior fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs, joining us here on Drive Time. 
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.